0: Hey, everybody, good morning. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. It's the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, we're going to talk about how computers are creating fake people who look real. Like people look real, but they're actually made by computers. This is a little bit more about artificial intelligence and about fake imagery that comes from facial recognition, but how these images are so real that not even facial recognition could distinguish that these are not real people. That's interesting. That's something to talk about in this day and time we're living in that is so wild, filled with all kinds of electioneering. You would have thought the elections have been over for three weeks now that that would be it. Here in Michigan, today being the 23rd of November, the elections are due to be certified. So we look to see what will happen and we look forward to that so that this debacle can end and we can get back and get on with our lives. In the event that they don't certify, then that's going to pose a problem. So we wait to see what happens. But in the meantime, though, it's Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is going to look a little different this year. Very, very different. In fact, the CDC is recommending that we don't get together outside of the people who live in our households. That's going to be a challenge for a lot of people and I know a lot of people are not going to adhere to that. I hope you do and I wish you will because studies are now showing that a lot of events that we took for granted in the spring and the summer, weddings, family get-togethers that we know we shouldn't have done but we still stubbornly went ahead and did anyway, uh, we're not finding that those events are proving, have proven to be super spreaders. Get-togethers at churches, we go to church because we still feel like, oh, nothing is going to stop me from worshiping God. When God said, stay home, stay where you are, I can still hear you, right? Those kinds of things. People still went to rallies and all kinds of events and Now they've all become super spreaders. And and it's a bit concerning because it impacts the rest of us. It threatens all our lives because we don't know for sure. Uh, Make sure that things happen as they seem. You know, uh, I, I am beginning to think that we don't value life as much as we should. And we should value life. I mean, think about it what isn't value we don't value life and somebody was saying that we need to pay attention because if we don't go to thanksgiving this year then we perhaps will have the opportunity to live and i'm begging each and every person if if you're going to celebrate thanksgiving which we all are going to because it's the holidays and we love that don't we i mean i can't begin to tell you watching the ads on tv i'm like oh my god i miss thanksgiving thanksgiving happens to be my favorite holiday right after halloween i like halloween and then thanksgiving i love thanksgiving i love the foods i love the cooking i love how the house smells and then the next day after Thanksgiving, you see the Black Friday shopping or putting up the Christmas tree, getting ready for Christmas. So, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It also gives us a chance to socialize and get together with our friends and family. And not being able to do that this year is a bit of a drag, thanks to Mr. Trump. Thank you very much. Right? I hope you, though, get together with your family since the rest of us can't. Uh, and I say that without any apology because I feel that this could have been really avoided. Uh, A few days ago, I happened to be talking to someone and I was a bit alarmed. And I must say, I'm a little alarmed at the RIPs that are floating down my Facebook page. I mean, it's happening again. And I haven't been on Facebook since Thursday because I don't want to see it. Because too many of our family and friends are losing their loved ones, they're losing their relatives, their uncles, their aunties, their fathers, their mothers, people who mean the world to you, who are irreplaceable. Let's just put it this way. And this segues into the the topic we're talking about today. People are irreplaceable. Let no one fool you into thinking that human beings are replaceable. Human beings are not disposable and human beings are not replaceable. I know in this day and age, we think that... And this has nothing to do with going for a job. They can always find another human being to work that job. That's a position. But the person, once you are gone, you are gone. You, the person, in your skin, in your context, in your personhood, will not exist once you're gone. And so we find that uh, because of that, uh, and because of that, we want to make sure that we stay together. So my brothers and sisters, my friends, I am begging you, please, this holiday, please just stay together. Can you? Can you just stay together? Yes. Can we just just socialize with the people in your own household? So you might be saying, well, Harriet, what if it's just me in your own household? Well, do a Zoom one with the rest of us, all the single people out there. Just let's all get together in Zoom or do it with your family and friends and eat. You can even cook the food and ship and send it the next day. Or you can simulate it and just sit there and imagine that you're talking virtually. If you don't have Zoom, you can do a Facebook Live and be a closed group and invite your friends and your family to participate. Okay? But please, I'm begging you all, stay home and stay safe. Wear a mask if you have to go out and do your Thanksgiving shopping. Do not go out on Black Friday. Do not let those be super spreader events. (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying that to you. To be honest with you, friends, I'm telling you the truth. Last November, this time last year, if you had told me that we would be sitting here talking about Thanksgiving like this, I would have told you, get on out of here. There is no way no way that any of us could conceive that this Thanksgiving would find us the way that it is finding us today. And so I just want to say to all of us that we need to be mindful that life is irreplaceable, that we need to take care of ourselves and take care of one another. We need to be able to find common ground and understand that No, This is not about your civil rights being taken away from you. This has nothing to do with that. This is just common sense, good health practice. So please stay away so that we can live to have you for Christmas and that we can have you next Thanksgiving. I wish that I had my mother with us this Thanksgiving. We don't have her. But I'm kind of glad she's not here because COVID would have ravaged her. Covid would have ravaged her body. So in a way, it's a twofold blessing. There are other family members whom I would love to be around, but not this year. So if you keep it to just the people in your household, then your practical is safe. If you live alone, well, have Thanksgiving by yourself. How about spending some time by yourself? It might give you some perspective going forward on why are you alone in the first place and what you need to do about it, right? So today I want to talk about this, this uh, new uh, facial recognition, artificial intelligence thing that uh, can now make fake people look real. And what it does is it uses, it's not surprising. We shouldn't be surprised that we are here. Uh, and here is why. <laughs> we shouldn't be surprised that we are here. Computers are creating stunningly real fake people. Today you can buy an image, listen to this. Today you can buy an image of a fake person online and use that person's appearance on real websites. It it goes a little bit beyond stock footage and so on. Uh, advances in technology allow artificial intelligence to create fake people. Computers can make these people appear old or young with any gender or ethnicity of your choosing these simulated people are popping up all over the internet as masks used by real individual with nefarious intent we see them all on twitter and on facebook people send you a friend request and they're hiding behind an image that is not theirs yikes 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 say creepy very very creepy ew how much more creepier can we get as human beings seriously but it happens. So this computer simulation creates fake people. So so here you go. You go on a dating app. That's my thing. You go on a dating app and you see a profile of someone you think you like. So you engage with them. Whether, I don't know how dating apps work. Do you send them a friend request? Or you swipe to the left, swipe to the right. I don't know. Say you swipe to the left. <laughs> and you choose this person. And you agree to meet up somewhere, and then you find out that this person is actually not a real person. The person who shows up looks different from the image. Creepy. I'd be out of there in no time. First of all, I don't believe in online dating. I do not believe in it. I don't care how many millions they pay people to say, it's, uh, I'm not doing it. And the second thing about that is you people can misrepresent the facts. So I, I looked at the facial recognition uh, software. I looked at how these simulations work. And I was like, it it is pretty authentic. I mean, you know, human faces are not, uh, we tend to be individualized, our faces are not perfect. There are very few of us who have perfectly symmetrical features. There are very few of us whose eyes, for instance, are in the exact center of our heads. Sometimes one eye is a little bit different from the other. Right? Sometimes one eyelid droops more than the other. Our noses look a little different in profiles. Our lips, our mouths, our teeth, even our our cheekbones, our chins. So we're not, human beings don't come perfect unless they have been to Dr. Miami or Dr. Nono who performs certain surgical uh, rearrangements. I would like to call it certain surgical rearrangements. And I'm beginning to wonder, where is this going? Are these simulations designed to replace people? In other words, what I'm saying is the robots of the future will look human. And the robots of the future are not going to look robotized. So forget iRobot. That's not what robots are going to look like. They're going to create robots that look like real people dress like real people, act like real people, then are you going to need human beings? So companies are not going to need people to work. People like Jeff Bezos and so on are going to say, well, he's currently using robots and some of the assembly line uh, uh, activities that they do because robots don't have back pain apparently and robots can twist and turn and move at 13 seconds per whatever at Mr. Bezos. Uh, But... In the long term, though, are they going to replace people with robots like in human resources? Certainly in sales, they will. So you, you're, we already answer the phone and talk to the automated attendant. That's been going on for almost 20 years now. and noise the heck out of all of us, but that happens. But what about dealing with a person? So I want a housekeeper. You're going to send me a robot, but the robot is not going to look like a robot. The robot is going to look i can go into the simulation and i can choose the face of the housekeeper that i want so what about in choosing a spouse you'd say you want to have sex with somebody and you know how some people say well hey that would work for me i don't really want to have sex with humans because then i don't want to be ultimately uh, liable for their emotional feelings okay so you go choose a robot and you choose the gender and ethnicity of the robot that you want. Isn't that shocking? I think this is something that we need to look into because are they going to kill off all the humans on the earth and replace us all with with, with robots? How are they going to continue? So they wouldn't need, guess what? They wouldn't need women because women are necessary to the continued uh, development of the species. So what would they need? They can use robots, just create, keep creating robots. Then the robots will become intelligent enough that they will take over from the humans who develop them. I can't wait to see that because some people need to, that needs to happen. I wish they could, you know, let me stop talking because I might get into politics here and I don't want to do that. I just want to talk about this robot thing taking over. So here in Detroit, for instance, earlier in this year, A man named Robert Williams was arrested because of facial recognition software that placed him at the scene of a crime when it had nothing to do with him. Naturally, he had to hire a lawyer to defend him to prove that he was not at the scene of the crime. What we have found is that the the people who create these software programs have biases. These people are just like human beings. They're human beings. So they come with their own implicit biases. So when they were creating the software, for instance, I read about one at Google. Google, did not they did not put into the software that people of dark skin exist on the planet. So when the software was regurgitating dark skinned people, it called dark skinned people gorillas. Because when they placed the image of gorillas in there, gorillas had dark skin. That's implicit bias. Now, you have facial recognition software. It was not designed to distinguish the features of people of color. Because the people who created the software are white, so they based it on white faces or lighter skinned people. So let's say lighter skinned people, some are white, some are white being the extreme, then there are different shades in between, right? So now you have the software that exposes prejudice This is why here in Detroit, for instance, there was such an uproar against using facial recognition software, because it did not take into consideration the variances of people's skin texture and people's skin color, particularly. So you just see a dark skinned person, a brown skinned person, and all of a sudden everybody is a criminal? Because the way the system is designed, it is designed by people who have implicit biases. And people who, for whom, color is a variable—the only variable being white—I think we all have issues with that. And I think if you're going to—if—if if I were in a company, and my company develops the software, or if I were in a company, I'm—I'm going to ask some questions, and I'm asking questions right now, in my capacity as a human being on the planet. I—if w- you're going to do one, do one on me right now. Show me what my face would look like on simulation. The software does not allow me to. I don't know if there's one that you can create an app on your phone that could simulate what you would look like. I, I think they've been, and this is what we all don't understand. You know, we've all been kind of uh contributors to this, because when they were floating these ideas around, we all participated in. It. You know, these simulations that you get on on Facebook. What will you look like in 20 years? What will you look like in 50 years? Uh, how do you look? How old do you look? These are all facial recognition software. These are all simulations that are designed to gather information. They're gathering information and store it into a database about what people's faces look like. So the computers have matching scenarios. So if they say, well, the person was tall, dark, handsome, and they'll say, okay, well, there are so many variances. How dark are they? Are they swarthy complexioned? Are they browner? Are they light brown? Are they chocolate? You see what I'm saying? So they have all sorts of color variances. And all these simulations that you've been playing on Facebook, that's where all of this comes from. That's how they know what we will look like. That's how they can do the aging scenario. We all must realize that, right? When, when the FBI used to feature. Uh, what children would look like two years from now and so on. that was facial recognition that was the developmental stage what they were doing was playing with the software to see how it can go now they're not just playing with it it's done now they can actually say this is what the software looks like and this is what it will do for you so companies for instance uh we won't need uh things to swipe and key fobs you just show up and they match your face And they know it's you. So they can create a fake person looking like you and who can do the job for you. You all need to be aware of that. So what's going to happen to our driver's licenses and our passports and our identification documents? You literally can give it to someone else. I kid you not. This is just as far reaching as it goes. We need to pay more attention. And unfortunately, we haven't been. I've been saying this for years and years and years that we've paid way too much attention to entertainment and allowed entertainment to become infotainment. So we use what rappers and so on and and actors and actresses and influencers. And now we're at a loss. We're like, how did this happen? We were asleep at the switch being entertained. Meanwhile, the rest of us were calling attention. So what possible scenarios could happen in the future. Nobody was listening. Nobody cared. Nobody wanted to hear that. People just were not paying attention. It's like a couple of weeks before the election. I'm looking at it now, my stream on iHeartRadio. See right there on iHeartRadio on October 18th, I did a show called Chaos. I'm looking at the calendar to see what day the the 18th was, the 18th of October. I did a show, I'm going to tell you in just a minute, the 18th of October was on a Sunday. I did a show called Chaos, and the show was entitled, What Happens After the Elections? That was the 18th of October. There is no reason why any of us should be surprised at what's going on now. I'm not holding my breath. I'm not freaking out about constitutional crises. Nope. Nope. Because I already said that from the 18th of October, expect chaos. This was way before the November elections. We've been talking, I have been, I don't know about anybody else, but I have been talking for years about how we need to pipe down and tamp down on the entertainment that we have subjected ourselves to and pay more attention to the issues of the day. We were too busy being focused on how Kim Kardashian looked, how Beyonce looked, the next song that is dropping, like we have empty brain cells that are not able to compute and store information. And yet, here we are today, where they've created a facial recognition program, a software program that can mimic what human beings look like, so human beings will be replaced. You know why this is becoming a matter of importance? Why? Because of the coronavirus. The coronavirus is about to eradicate almost 5% of the US population in one shot. By the end of this year, they say we will average 3,000 deaths per day. That means we will get to half a million people killed in one year. If that is not damning, and damaging, I don't know what you are thinking about. Just think about it. So if someone wants to kill people off in the future, all they have to do is create a virus that's as damaging as the coronavirus, slow down the government's response to it, and guess what? You have killed off 10% of the population. So who is going to replace the people who have been lost? Because initially they said it was just attacking the elderly. Well, we need elderly people. We need our grandmas and grandpas because they're not just sitting in a nursing home. They worked so that we can have social security. They worked so they could leave an inheritance for their children and grandchildren to have. They worked to pay off student loans, hello. They worked so that we could have access to student loans. Hello, somebody. So now, who is going to replace the people who have died? So you wanna show that we're not a nation of youthful people. So my generation, Generation X, we're about to become the next group of older people because the ba- the boomers, the people, the pre-boomers are dying. The boomers are dying. So it's generation X who all of a sudden are going to arrive at the top of the age supremacy. We didn't want that. I'm not ready for that. I'm not there yet. We want the people who are in their 70s to stay there so we gradually, it's a graduated process, we gradually get there. So now what are they gonna do to simulate elderly people? They're gonna use a facial recognition software that is going to simulate people who are elderly because we just killed off almost 5% or 3% of the US population. This is dangerous and it is so dangerous, none of us should sleep at night. We should start asking questions about these companies. How do they obtain funding? How do they obtain licensing? How are they allowed to operate? Which senators, which Republican leaders, which congressmen and women on both sides, Democrat and Republican, who are these people who are allowing these people to stay in business? Because what this is going to do is simulate people. Pretty soon, you won't know it's a robot flying the plane you're on. You won't know it's a robot cooking when we do go back to restaurants. It will be a robot teaching in classrooms who looks real and sounds real, who will damage you and tell you, I'm here until 3 p.m., I start, I need to be logged in and recharged at 4 p.m. It will be robots driving. It will be robots at the toll booths. It will be robots who appear as police officers because they're invincible, they can't be bulletized. They can't be damaged in a car accident it will be robots taking over iRobot that was a movie this is a clear case of life imitating art not the other way around and this is dangerous and we need to pay attention to this my name is Harriet Kamek thank you so much for watching thank you so much for listening for more information please go to my website harrietkamek.com as well as listen to my podcast on Spotify iHeartRadio Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever your favorite podcast platform is. Thanks so much, everybody. Be blessed. Have a happy Thanksgiving.